This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program, and since Paula is sitting here in the office with me, I assume it's Thursday. It doesn't feel like it, but I assume it's Thursday. But this is the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a program, as you know, dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, whether Bible questions, questions about our faith, questions about something going on in your life. Uh, We will do the best we can. Ladies, today is a day that we set aside especially for you, and Paula has been getting ready all morning, so I know she's ready. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time for our um, number, 340, our main number, 340-9585. Paula, we've got a question on the phone, the caller, so let's go right there and then I'll turn it over to you. Uh, We've got Charles calling on line one from San Antonio. Charles, thanks for calling early. You're on the air. Hi, Papa Ron, Mama Paula. Mm -hmm. I'm glad, Hi. I'm, Hi, glad mentioned it was, <laughs> I'm glad y'all mentioned it was Thursday because uh, I'm actually almost uh, on my way back to my store, get ready to get off of work, and I called Laura, and I told her, hey, we got to go to church tonight. It starts at 7, and she's like, uh, <laughs> no, it's Thursday. It's tomorrow. I was like, oh, uh, okay. But, or, or, or Charles, you just would have been early. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. But I just, <laughs> just called to say hello, right? and, and I, I actually do have a question for you, uh, Pastor. Um, okay. I was listening to uh, I listen to KSLR throughout the day uh, while I'm driving at work, and even if I'm not driving. Um, what do you have you ever uh, heard the other pastor that comes on uh, earlier? Uh, his name is uh, Michael Harris. Uh, I, I haven't heard him, Charles. At least I don't think I have. Uh, is he on the weekend or is he on on during during the week? Uh, he's through, he's on he's on during the week. Uh, it's just uh, how to, you know what? I will talk to you tomorrow in person about it. How okay. About? Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with his ministry, Charles. So okay. Thanks for calling. I appreciate Charles very very much. God bless you. Mm-hmm. I love his voice. <laughs> I told him that before. Yeah. So, well, Paula, tonight is our graduation night. Unreal, yeah. This year, as strange as it has been, or is, it has been for the students here at the academy, is our twentieth year as a school, and so we got the T-shirts, you know. Calvary Chapel Christian Academy, 20 years. <clears throat> and yet this year has been so strange. And then, of course, Sunday we're going to celebrate 25 years as a church in this strange year. So maybe God just wanted us to really remember <laughs> this, you know. Um, and so we're going to be celebrating tonight. And, and the kids didn't think they were going to have a graduation. And yet 
God has really been good to us, and so we're not that He's not been good to other people, but these kids, some of them, are really, really, they needed this graduation. Yeah, I think I think I did too. You know, every year, Paula, this is the busiest week of the year. Mm-hmm. Constant activity from the from the last two weeks, actually, yeah. but just constant activity with the end of school wrapping up and all of this. And every year, though, though um, we're grateful for the opportunity. Um, it's a little overwhelming sometimes because it's just that constant activity. At my age, you know, the constant activity is not so good. Uh, and then this year, um, um, we were afraid that we wouldn't have it, and, and we're really appreciative mm-hmm. of the fact that things have loosened up enough mm-hmm. that these kids get their night. Uh, they had their high school banquet, and we mm-hmm. got to go to lunch with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the things that we normally do, we've been able to do. And tonight is one of those nights where... Um, we get to see um, the the fruit of the the hand of God moving in and through our lives. It's just an amazing thing to us. Uh, we have nine graduates in this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them are believers. Um, uh, they didn't all start out as believers, and they're just wonderful kids. We had them on the radio program yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just a, a, a night to remember. And parents, of course, you know, they get to see their children walk the stage and receive their diplomas. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole lot of graduates, uh, especially those in the public schools, who our hearts ache for because they're not going to be able to experience those things uh, in the way that they've always imagined doing it. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the constant activity. <clears throat> the constant activity has been not just physical stuff, but mental and spiritual. You know, to think, oh, no, because we've been praying. You know, everybody's been praying so hard. Lord, please um, make this make this happen. These Some of the, I think two, or two, I think two of them started here as, well, even before kindergarten. But they started the academy as kindergartners. And have gone all the way through, and to just think, oh man, then they can't have their graduation, you know, three of them um, did. So it's been physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually draining, even when you go to sleep, you know, it's like, oh Lord, please, like today, you know, when I got in my car to come over here to do the radio program, first thing is, first time this ever happened, my car had an alert, you know, like our phones do. My car had an alert about, bad weather. And I was like, oh, start praying right there. Lord, you know, please. <laughs> these girls are getting their makeup on. They got high heels and these nice dresses. Their hair is going to be done. Can you hold it back until at least like 10, 1030? <laughs> so it's been constant activity. We've, we've had um, added prayer meetings, <laughs> you know, please, Lord, let these kids, you know, have their graduation and their their banquet that we had Tuesday, which was so spectacular. You were cranking me up on on Tuesday night at the banquet uh, because we were handing out the perfect attendance awards. And I mean, we had all kinds of awards, exemplary behavior, meaning no write-ups, no discipline issues yeah, all year. Yeah. But the, the perfect attendance award. Now, as a student, when I was growing up, that was never one of my goals. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how yeah, many days yeah, I can yeah, miss. Yeah, and, 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 and yet we have these kids with perfect attendance. And one of our kids, or one of our, our ladies, the mom, uh, her husband is in Africa serving. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so she's been alone with her three boys. Yeah. And they, they all got perfect attendance. Yeah, all three of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're all, not sick. Oh, yeah. No, you get in the car. You're, you're going, going to school. school. Yeah. Mom needs some time away. You know? she, so. she was telling me later, you can get sick later. But you're going to get perfect attendance. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you get sick later, you'll be at school. Just going in the restroom, take care of that, and just get back in class. Oh, she was hearing me laugh. And then a couple of the other kids who got perfect <laughs> attendance, uh, their their parents are teachers here, mm-hmm. staff here. Yeah. And so they got here. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they were here every day. And I know that wasn't their goal either. <laughs> but uh, it was just a, a really nice banquet. And it's, it's just one of those... Weeks, it's sort of been a kiss from the Lord mm-hmm. saying, you know, I've always been here. It's, uh, you're worried about these things. Yeah. But Jesus always tells me, do not worry. Yeah. And did you, well, I know you noticed because we were in the front row, uh, front table, the number of kids that had exemplary behavior. And Pastor Will said that means they didn't get squats. 
but the number, I mean, they had to keep scooting over to make enough room for them to all be up there. Yeah, and we, we get that in the lower grades a lot. Mm-hmm. But in, in the upper grades, you know, that thins out. Yeah. But, but, and we don't swap the older kids. But, but the idea here is that, that um, um, the numbers of high school, ninth through 12th graders, yeah. uh, was, was astounding. And, um, you know, it just it, it shows that you can train kids, mm-hmm. raise them up in the way they should go, and, and the Lord has really blessed. Yeah, I know. I love it here. I absolutely love it here. And so... Uh, have we got the banquet, and we, we're going to have the graduation tonight, and, you know, we got all the things set up for the social distancing still. And so, but it's going to be nice, and the kids are going to be just, it's going to be thrilling. Some of the girls already said that they have to give a speech, you know, tonight. So, I, you think I'm going to cry? I need waterproof makeup. But, you know, that waterproof makeup, how do you get it off if you put, you know, I mean, just, and, 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 and they're so nervous and and yet excited that, those are the problems that they're going to have <laughs> and yet get to have their graduation. Um, so, Pastor Ron, I was thinking about some of the things that led up to uh, us getting to San Antonio to start Calvary Chapel San Antonio because we actually had the name, you know, the Lord gave you the name Calvary Chapel San Antonio, like it was real, you know, creative, but because we're coming to San Antonio. But before <laughs> we came here. We already had the name. We just didn't know where we were going, where it was going to be, what it was going to look like. It wouldn't have looked like this in my, if I drew it out, but I can't imagine being anywhere else. I, I love my church. I know I say that quite often. Um, but I remember starting, you know, just TV programs, watching the news, even commercials, it seemed like San Antonio. I would drive around in California and see license plates from Texas. It just started happening over and over and over again. It was kind of like the Lord saying, psst, 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 I'm <laughs> setting you up. You know, it was kind of a setup because you hadn't even said at that time that we're going to San Antonio. This is before March 4th, 1994. And I was, you know, the Lord just, you know how that maze, you know, you start here, it's like one of those kids' games with the pencil, and you start here and you end here, but there's all these lines going up, and I say this quite often too. The Lord knows that it could be a straight line, but it's a lot more exciting when it's not. <laughs> you know, Paul, for, for the audience, and, and you mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the program, but uh, Sunday is the 25th anniversary uh, to the day of, of our birthday of of when Calvary Chapel San Antonio's first Bible study was. It was May 31st. It was a Wednesday night. Um, I I stood in front of a group of 13 people and said, (laughs) open your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. And we went through the Gospel of Mark. Um, uh, 13 people was the biggest crowd that we had for two years. Um, And and part of that was God in that little obstacle course um, testing us, you know, 1 Corinthians um, um, says, or, or Paul, Second Corinthians says, four two uh, says that it, it's required that every man given a trust by God must prove faithful. And so God didn't just send us here, and and you know there were like a thousand of our dearest friends waiting for us. Oh boy, the Lord told us you were coming, and we got a big building for you. And it's all said, it wasn't that at all. Our faithfulness had to be tested every step of the way, every step of the way. And as you pass those tests, your faith grows just a little bit. God becomes a little bit bigger, uh, certainly more intimate. And um, it's after we pass those tests that God knows that he can trust people he cares about with us. And I used to complain about, well, why is the church not growing? I must not be called all the things that we do <laughs> listening to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and God was always saying, no, you're, you're doing just fine. You're on the course that I've set before you. And it's it's one of those things. We look back to that very first May 31st Bible study um, in our apartment complex, within the recreation center of our apartment mm-hmm. complex. And, um, you know, we expected the church to explode in growth. And it wasn't that at all. It was just a long, steady, uphill climb day after day, week after week, and into year after year. And here we are, mm-hmm. 25 years later, 
time I never thought I'd make because I, I started know. so old. I was 44 years old. Mm-hmm. I tell the church here all the time, I was young. I was strong. Look what you guys have done to me. <laughs> yeah. I and, think it's just time. Yeah, yeah. This time does that. But it was, <laughs> it was um, uh, every day the adventure. Yeah. What was the thing that you were the most frightened about when we came? That, um, you know, because you used to be like a real workaholic. And uh, I would I would see you maybe, I don't know, I'd watch you sleep, basically. Um, and you were gone pretty much the rest of the time. And then when you did come home, you just sat in front of the TV and turned this volume up, you know. So I thought it was going to be like that, only instead of going to a car dealership, you are going to come to a church. Instead of, you know, uh, you would be just making sure all those people over there were taken care of. And, you know, me, now that I don't have the boys here with me, I thought, it's just going to be me, you know. And I'll figure out something, but, oh, well, here we go, you kind of thing. So that was my biggest fear. And, you know, we addressed that. You addressed that right away. Nope. Only one person can be your husband. And I'm him, and I'm going to stand before the Lord and give an account of that ministry. And so that was taken care of. But you know what the coolest thing has been um, is we're really in this together. I mean, not that I, you know, when we got here, you were driving. Um, And now, you know, we're in this together because I have to get you to church. (laughs) (laughs) It's been 22 years since I've driven. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, way crazy. And so how how did we get to here? You know, I was talking to Natasha yesterday just about, you know, how we just kind of are like puppets in a good way on the strings that the Lord is holding. And, you know, he's kind of, he's directing our steps, even though, you know, every once in a while you can see those puppets where their heads just kind of bob up and down and they kind of go to the right or they kind of go to the left. Um, But with, with Jesus, he's the one who's directing all of that. And where we are today I, I, I couldn't have written a script, you know, but he knew. He knew exactly what it was going to take to get us to this point. Um, and so I was thinking about a couple of things. You know, we're in the, you were not walking because we're at the hotel spending $100 a day. The money is running out. We got to get a place to live, Paula, that's we can stay at and it's cheaper. So you went walking. And you came across this apartment complex, and you just went in there and talked to the people. And they said, where do you work? Well, you tell the story, because <laughs> you came home and told me. I was like, what? They're going to let us move in with you? You don't, have a, you don't even have a job, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had money. We had, we had $2,800 when we got here. And... Um, we, we thought, well, we need an apartment. That'll be four or five hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. and so you know we'll do whatever we have to to keep things going. Mm-hmm. And and I knew, and this is an unusual thing. People say, well, what if God tells? It's a very unusual thing. So I don't want anybody misunderstanding me. But the Lord told me that I was never to work for anybody but Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was preparing me. He was preparing you for a work that was completely by faith, uh, dependent entirely on Him. I'm a I'm a, a a self-dependent man. That's my story before Christ. That's what got me in trouble. And uh, he said, nope, you're not going to work for anybody but me. So when you get there, you just sort of follow the leading of my spirit. And um, so I was out walking. I can do the math. We got here during Fiesta. We didn't know what Fiesta was. Mm-hmm. We'd never been to San Antonio, never been to Texas, didn't want to come to Texas. And um, uh, we got here and we we had our dog. So we need a hotel that would let us keep our dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was $100 a night, mm-hmm. which I can do math. <laughs> we got 2800 If I don't need anything, we got 28 days yeah. worth of longevity here. And um, um, we, we looked at some apartments. And nobody would give us the apartment, even though I had the money to pay all the deposits and pay a couple mm-hmm. months in advance if necessary. Um, they wouldn't because they didn't have a job. I said, look, I'm, I'm here to plan the church. So that's when we, and nobody would do it. Well, one day I just went walking. It was quite a walk to get over. I just ended up in this end of town and uh, went into an apartment complex and explained 
uh, what we're here to do. And the uh, lady said, uh, I'll take a chance. And so I went back to the hotel and said, this is going to be our last night at the hotel. And, mm-hmm. and uh, um, we, we found the apartment. That's where we started the church. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget uh, what a relief that was. It was like the very first time God showed off, mm-hmm. even though it was a little tiny thing to show off. For us, it was absolutely it was huge. huge. Yeah. And I'll never forget the lady's name. It was Heidi. Yeah. yeah. She was part Jewish. And so she was kind of, she knew about Jesus, but she wasn't a believer. You know, and so she would ask questions all the time. What about when the moon comes? You know, when the blood comes over? The, she would ask those kind of questions. You know, does that mean Jesus is coming back? And then she would say, you know, as Jews, we, we believe that Jesus is our cousin. She, but I mean, those are some of the things I can remember her talking um, 340-9585. Let's go to Seguin, Texas, and talk with Paul on line one. Paul, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Thank you. Thank huh? you. I don't feel qualified to talk to you because oh. of all you've done. I just feel lonely. And... Lost. Can you explain what's going on, Paul? Well, I have no transportation and limited food. Uh, I've paid the rent, but it's coming up again. And I had a church, but they closed. And I just don't know what to do now. Oh, Paul, I'm so sorry. Let me let me suggest a couple of things, and, and don't worry. When I say I'm going to pray for you first, um, I've got more coming. So just kind of bear with me for a moment. Jesus, as we lift Paul to you now in this time of need, um, hopeless, feeling lost. This is a time, Lord, where he's in the perfect place for you to show off with him, show off for him, through him. And by the power of your spirit, Lord, wrap your arms around him and make Paul feel more loved than he, than he ever believed possible before. Protect him, Lord, and draw him closer and closer to you. Amen. Now, Paul, I'm going to ask you to do something. We're coming up on a break, but uh, I would love for you, if you will hold on the line after I get off, for you to leave your name and phone number um, with our producer at the studio, and she'll communicate that to us, and uh, we'll figure out a way to get you some help. Um, um, I don't know. It's hard to do this kind of stuff over the phone, but but we will figure out a way to get you some help, and uh, I mean that in a very practical way. So um, just kind of hang tight. Uh, know that the Lord is going to show off for you, and uh, we'll get somebody who will contact you, and we'll make sure that you have food. We'll make sure that that uh, somebody is available for you to talk to. We can sort of dig in just a little bit deeper um, in in to what you're going through and what you're dealing with. So, Paul, please, you hang on there, and our studio producer will get your name and phone number, and we will get somebody to contact you. Uh, if not tonight, we've got a graduation coming right after this. It'll be uh, tomorrow morning. So please, uh, please leave your name and phone number. Paul, thank you very, very much. See, that's the one problem, and I, I don't know what he meant. A church closed, uh, whether closed for the for the epidemic, or or closed just the church ceased to be. But um, this is why uh, Paul and people need to be in bodies of Christ. Uh, nobody in our church body, if they would let people know what their needs are, nobody would go um, with without the help that they need. And 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 it's not just the 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 practical needs, food and rent, those kind of things. Uh, but it's a need for fellowship. He, fellowship. he, he said, I'm, I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. I'm lost. And, and you're never lost. You're never alone if you're in a body of believers. Yeah. In fact, I was listening uh, to a radio program today, a pastor talking to some people in his church, and um, he was saying, you know, they lost a child as the pastor had lost a child. And that grief... Um, comes in all kind of forms and, and stages. And he said, but being, they both, all of them said, but being in the body of Christ, the body of Christ did what the body of Christ is built to do. 
and that's take care of their family. And so as Paul sounds like he doesn't have maybe a building, um, the family of God is still available. And so... Um, well, we can hope, hope and pray that Paul is close enough to us that we can get people to him. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time, we'd ask everybody in the audience to pray for Paul. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's so important we know that we're never alone. Yeah. That we're never alone. Yeah. This, this thing has really um, ostracized a lot of people. We've got 30 minutes left in the day, day show. Paul and I are going to go back and start talking about some of the highlights from our 25 years here at Calvary <laughs> Chapel, but you can break in anytime. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. We'll be back on the other side of the break. See you in two minutes. Don't have time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to our date day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and we would love to have any questions or comments that you guys have uh, it doesn't have to be about what we're talking about, but anything that's on your heart, 340-9585. Paul, let me ask you a loaded question. Uh-oh. Um, what is, for you, from your perspective, okay. the most powerful way you've seen God's hand move in our lives in these 25 years? Oh, my goodness. That's like telling somebody who's a comedian, hey, be funny. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, sing a song, and then you know you know a, a thousand songs, but you can't think of one. In 25 years, the most... What sticks out? Hmm. There's a couple of things. Okay, I'll take two. Okay. Um, that you didn't sign those papers when you could have. Because I have seen how you can work, you know, in the business world, you could work stuff, and you wanted that building so badly, and you that was huge for me. You didn't sign because you knew God didn't want that for you, and you didn't for, try to force your way. So that was, that was huge. Okay, let me explain. You can think of the other one. Okay. Let me explain to the audience what was going on. Uh, I went through a phase, <laughs> but it was a long phase, mm. uh, where we needed a building. I mean, every church needs a building. That, that just made so much sense to me, and... And we were uh, looking for different places to meet. We we um, had a place. We, we've got this place. It was really small at first. We've actually expanded it a few times. But um, uh, I just felt like we really needed a standalone building. Mm-hmm. And and I know that was pride, sort of ego working. Well, you know, nobody takes you seriously if you don't have a building. Um, and we found a building. I found a building right across the freeway from us. It was in Albertson's. That was um, uh, Albertsons abandoned their their grocery stores here in in Texas, at least in South Texas. And um, um, I remember going over there and talking to uh, somebody that said, "Well, you know, they've done spent a lot of money re- remodeling this, so it's in really good shape. Uh, it's fifty thousand plus square feet. Um, you know, maybe it'll work." We went over and looked at it, and here's one of those times when the Lord was protecting me, even though my heart was right. Uh, I was doing the wrong thing, and I started thinking, "Well, Lord, I, I'm, this is this has to be you opening this door." And I, I would ask him, but at the same time, I didn't really want to hear. You know, it was like I was so sure, and I made a deal. You know, I'm a businessman, but before I got saved, that's what I did, and I made a deal. And I remember the lady who was in our church at the time, who was the realtor, who was representing us. Mm-hmm. Um, and after making the deal and doing all the negotiations and that kind of stuff, uh, one day, um, uh, the day came when we were to go pick up the keys. I was going to sign the papers and pick up the keys. And um, uh, I just I, I sort of laid down a fleece. It wasn't between me and God, but it was just me and the real estate agent. And I said, um, 
Paul and I have an appointment. It was on a date day, a Thursday. Paul and I have an appointment, so we've got to be gone. We can't spend more than five or ten minutes there. So I want everything to be ready. We're going to stop by, going to pick up the keys, then Paul and I are going to go praise the Lord. And we got in, and I said, okay, where are the papers? I'm ready to sign. I was so excited and just, God, you're so good. God, you're so good kind of thing. We're going to get a building. We're going to get a building. And she said to me, she said, um, it's all ready. There's just one small change. And as it turns out, it wasn't a small change at all. But I said, wait a minute. There's not supposed to be any changes. And it was as though Jesus was in the room right there, sitting in one of those chairs beside where we were sitting. And it was as though he was saying, no, this was never me. And he was protecting me from doing the wrong thing. I am convinced, Paula, that if I'd have gone ahead and just sort of bogarted my way through that deal, uh, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't exist today. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have been broke. Uh, the rent was going to be $35,000 a month um, until we had the option to buy till the lease ran out that they were currently in. And, and, and you know, we, we were having our time paying five or 6000 a month at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was Jesus saying, no, 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 I got you. And so I just said, well, there's a change. That's, the deal's done. And I thanked them and walked out and cried. Cried for two reasons. One, that I could have been so arrogant and so wrong. And and yet, I cried because God was so good. Mm-hmm. He protected us. And for me to walk away from that deal was just huge. It was monumental. Yeah. It just gave me such confidence. He is praying, God. He is hearing from you. Like, like the Lord had told me, he's a man who prays. He's a man who's, who's following my lead. You can follow him. And so that was huge for me. Um, let me say, I have a couple. Before we left California, you said, you know, Paula, as a pastor's wife, you will be teaching the ladies from the Bible. And I, I, I remember saying something kind of like, the hand of the Lord will have to come down and write it on the wall because I was so scared. Mm-hmm. And so that's not one of my big ones, but that is kind of a big one because when the, the lady who was the Bible teacher here moved, then you looked around like, well, somebody's got to step up. And I looked around like, I wonder who that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was kind of cool because the Lord, the Holy Spirit takes over. And, you know, if if I put the word in, he's going to bring it out. Now, I'm not like you, and that's that's a good thing, I guess. Um, we're, we're really different. So um, I was freaking out because I wasn't like you're kind of teaching. But I'm I'm going to be okay with that. And, but that's not my big one. Yeah, and, 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 and it's a big one for me because <laughs> if I would have told you you'd have been speaking all over the country. Yeah, well. Mm. You, you'd have thought, no way, that, no that way. can't happen. But God has shown his power. And, 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 you know, sometimes people invite me to speak at their church just so they can get you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> because people, people ask you to come yeah. and speak and most, at their churches. Most of the people that ask me to come, they always want me to share my testimony. Must be a lot of women married to like jerks. jerks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but a big one for me, because you know I grew up, and my my dad, uh, he died early, and so my mom was left with the two kids that she never really wanted. And I remember uh, a couple times where we did go on these little vacations. At least I thought they were vacations. Um, and so we lived in California already. So here's the farthest I, 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 I we went north. We we went north past around all the way to San Francisco one time. And then I went to an island. Oh, yeah, Catalina. <laughs> but my other big one is because I never, I like traveling, and I never thought I'd be able to go anywhere, you know, just kind of poor now and stuff. And I have a passport. I went to London and Scotland. I've been to Mexico, and I've been all around a, a bunch of the states um, but I have a passport. Who would have thought, you know? And God's been good. Um, and then the unusual kindness, the name of the restaurant, which will be the next ministry whenever God decides. But that's been um, pretty much the title of everything we've done here. Because when we went to Mexico, I remember um, I was a little bit nervous because, of course, I didn't speak Spanish. And... I, I didn't know what to expect. 
You know, I mean, how are we going to communicate? How am I going to communicate? I don't speak Spanish or I don't know anything, you know. And so um, just how simple the Lord makes things. I know how to wash feet, but I got to wash people's feet. Um, and then I got to watch our our haircutting ministry people just touch people. I could touch people. I didn't know how to cut their hair. They didn't want me to cut their hair. But I wasn't afraid to hug anybody because everybody on that trip um, where we were, they had head lice. No matter if they were poor or the richest of the rich, they all seemed to have head lice. And, you know, I'm hugging them. Not afraid. The Lord just said, I'll take care of you. Just touch the people. The people are the point. So it's been unusual kindness from the beginning. And everything that um, the Lord has told us to do here seems like just give it away, you know, give it away. And that's not just um, that's time, talent and treasure. Just give it to the other people. They need to know that the arms of God, the eyes of God are looking at them. The arms of God wants to embrace them. So, Paula, embrace them. Look them in the eye, and then even if you can't speak Spanish, they'll know by your smile. They'll know by your hug. They'll know by you looking right into their eyes how much I love them. So, unusual kindness. I can do that. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. Um, Paula, when's the one time that you've been the most afraid, the most frightened by a step of faith or, or something else that just didn't seem possible? Hmm. Well, uh, I remember when Davina was murdered. And I think shortly thereafter was your men's retreat. And I was going to be home by myself. And um, I just remember how afraid I was. He's not here to make sure to take care of me. And, um, you know, it was not anything weird or anything like that. But the Lord said, but I'm here. But I'm here. And so, remember, every night when you lay down, it's my left arm that's under you. And my right arm's over your chest. And, and Ron, I slept great. <laughs> but I was so afraid for, for a couple of days because I think she was murdered on a Wednesday. Yeah. And you guys were leaving on Thursday. So it was a week or two after. Yeah. Lucy, no, she was murdered July 9th, so in September. So all that in that time, I'm wavering back and forth with security issues. You know, hear a noise, somebody's coming in my house kind of a thing. Being home in the daytime by myself, is somebody going to break in and do that same thing to me? I mean, all those thoughts that that the enemy brings. Um, But, you know, every night you were still coming home, and now you're going to leave, you know. And so it's like, oh, my goodness, oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. And that was when the Lord had to really deal with me. I'm here. Yeah, you know, that that was our first real tragedy Mm -hmm. in the church. And it so knitted our hearts together. In in grief, there's yeah. there's a lot of unity when, yeah. when you're together in Christ. And we lost Davina, who was... Um, the best. The, the best. I mean, the light of the church. She Man. just was um, always serving everybody. Um, a little tiny girl. Um, she used to just love me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a picture now mm-hmm. in my office that she was. She was a, the unofficial photographer. She was the unofficial babysitter. She was the unofficial everything. Yeah. And uh, when her life was taken from us, um, and all of a sudden we had all kinds of news media. It was a big news story here in San Antonio. We had all kinds of news media here wanting to interview me, wanting to be here mm-hmm. uh, at her funeral. And then the following Sunday, as the church came back together, and and suddenly we had to we had to deal with all these hurting hearts, and all the while our heart was hurting, and yet it was literally as though you could see the Holy Spirit knitting hearts together, 
at such a depth mm-hmm. that um, it's hard to explain. Uh, it, it's it's not easily communicated. Um, but but we grew out of that tragedy, out of the pain, came a unity. I'll never forget her funeral. Um, it, it was um, the purest worship I've ever experienced. Um, we were all crying. At the same time, we were all praising God at such a depth that it was it, that the, the presence of the Lord was so palpable. Mm. And we've got the media in the back, and they're running around with cameras, and nobody even noticed. Mm-hmm. And the world thought we were crazy. How, what do you worship? You, you're in the middle of this tragedy. We were, and we were worshiping the goodness of God in the middle of, of our pain. Yeah. And um, that was, was a huge event for our church. Yeah, it was. It really was. Were we going through First Corinthians then? I, I, I don't, don't remember, but anyway, I, I, it seems kind of like we were. Not on Wednesday night, because that would have been an Old Testament story, yeah, uh, study night, but but I remember um, getting... But not that, that night, because yeah. you didn't do a study no, that night. No, we, we just... Yeah, we met, you more, were ministering more to people. people. Yeah. But uh, I remember Paula, the, um, um, I was getting ready for uh, the Wednesday night Bible study, and I got a call at 4 o'clock that she was dead, and I needed to get over there right away. Mm-hmm. The police were there. It was a crime scene and one of those horrible, horrible things. But, but again, God was there in a way, a peace that passes understanding, a comfort that was, was um, something that we could experience. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a phone call. we got Greg from Bulverde calling on line one. Greg, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron. Hi, Greg. Paula. Hi. Hey, listen, Hi. I just want to tell you, I know I've been listening to y'all uh, pretty much when y'all started to for a little bit before, and now y'all haven't had a whole lot of callers calling in with questions and all that, but I just love, just want to tell y'all, I just love tuning in and just letting y'all talk and hearing your stories, especially on Thursdays when Paul is there and y'all interact and you share your struggles and, and what God has brought y'all through and people in the church, and it's just that... That uh, all that ministers me as well. I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. Mm. God bless you, dear guy. Thank you very, very much. There's pain out there, and yet at the same time, hope. Hope is the answer. Let's go to San Antonio and talk with Jeff on line two. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, Pastor Ron. Hi, Hi Jeff. Paula. Hi, Jeff. Hey, just wanted no no special comments other than happy birthday, uh, <laughs> happy twenty fifth, uh, happy graduation for the nine seniors. That was the sweet program yesterday, and uh, hearing them talk about their plans. But just wanted to say, Greg uh, did uh, love you guys and thank you for all you do, and thanks for being on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. God bless you. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. I love hearing your voice, Jeff. Amen. Love yeah. hearing yours, too. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Jeff. God bless. Bye-bye. You know, that, the other thing, Paula, we look back on 25 years, and, and there's been so much pain and heartbreak. Mm-hmm. There's been times of deep, deep need. Um. You know, on your last breath with your head barely above the water and you're sinking fast. Mm-hmm. And we've seen God come through so many times, but but then we have um, so many people in our lives, not, not just here at the church, but in the radio audience, uh, people that um, have let us know that our obedience has touched their life, has been a blessing to their life. And it, it's sort of, from from the perspective of 25 years, uh, you can look back and think, um, God, you had all this worked out. And while we were afraid and we didn't know, you were teaching us to walk by faith and all we had to do was walk with you. And Jesus, we walked into every one of these <laughs> these things that you've asked us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, if, if you're listening here uh, for the first time or you're, you're pretty new to the program, um, 
everything that we do here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio is free. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a free school. This is the 20th year, Paula said earlier, of the free school. Um, I can't tell you how difficult that's been. Mm-hmm. It's been impossible. It's been unusual <laughs> kindness. Because <laughs> well, the Lord is never, well, I shouldn't say never. He's hardly ever early. But like you always say, he's never late. But don't he seem like he's late a lot? <laughs> it's just, you know, we've gone through those times when we thought we were going to have to close the church. Mm-hmm. And just when the, the, the school seemed to be on solid ground, not quite really solid, but things are looking up. And then God says, okay, it's time to start the clinic. And I've had this vision for the clinic for 12 years before we actually opened the door of the clinic. Yeah. And, and I'm laughing because, you know, our church is tacky. And so we're going to have a new ministry. We should get this one down first before we move on. But the Lord said, no, this is exactly how I want it to look. Yeah. Eight years ago, uh, we, we started. Actually, the eight years is, is coincidental with the eight years we've been doing this live radio show. Um, but eight years ago, um, we opened the doors of a free family practice doctor's office. And we have seen in excess in those eight years of 30,000 patients. And, and and somebody gets saved there weekly, sometimes daily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 90% of the people that come to Malta Medical uh, are, are unbelievers. They're from, from outside, outside of our church. church yeah. um, um, I went to the mailbox the other day, and every month I get a, uh, a, a check from another church here in Universal City, a little tiny church, mm-hmm. and it's a check for $100. And it's just a thank you for Malta Medical. Their people are taking advantage of it. Their people are, are being blessed as a result of it. And, and, you know, that's what we always want to do. We want to minister to believers and evangelize unbelievers. And what better way when, when there's a doctor who's praying with them, praying for them, yeah. and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, all the while they're treating their physical bodies. Yeah. And, and we don't take insurance. There's no money at all that changes hands. Yeah. And these ministries are all supported 100% by the offerings of the people at Calvary Chapel. And we never ask for money. Yeah. You know, you'd you think, and it would make sense to me to stand up uh, a couple times a month and say, you know, things are really hard. You need to dig deep and give. Uh, that would be anathema to God. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've never asked for a dime, and yet God has shown himself powerful. In these in these things, uh, we got we're inside four minutes. We got Ray on line one holding. Ray, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron and Paula. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Um, you know, back 25 years ago, almost uh, when you had your first service, I it, I was wondering how did you come up with 13 people? Jesus grabbed. 12 off of the waterfront, so to speak. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't go down to the river walk for Fiesta uh, not knowing anyone. Um, how, how did you do it? Was it just your sheer business acumen? Or, I mean, where did they come from, those first ones? And I'll get oh, off that's and a good one. Okay. Yeah, Thank you, Ray. Great oh, question. Actually, I have that written down. Because um, when I when the Lord led me to work at the apartment complex, because you weren't supposed to work, but I, I could, and they asked me to work there. They came to the door and knocked and said, "I knew you had. I know you had a cleaning business in California before you came here. We need some apartments cleaned. Could you do it?" So they gave us. They gave me a job, and then we got to meet in their rec center, and then because I had a little bit of money at that time, we still had some of that twenty eight hundred left. We got some bulletins. And so I was able to pass out bulletins and tell people, we both told people in the apartment complex we lived in, that on this day we're going to have a Bible study. And so some had been waiting for us to get started because we'd already been there a little bit. Almost a month. uh, About a month. And so one lady said, "Uh, hello, when are you going to start the Bible study? And so, okay, we're starting on May 31st. We'll see you there. And she had four, five people in her family, um, a couple, and it, it just worked out to be thirteen. And you know what? That's like a baker's dozen. What is? What's the word that's for extra? Pelon. It was a pelon, Ray. It was a pelon. <laughs> there you go. So God is good. He yeah. wants to give us more than yeah, we can and, think. And one of the things, Ray, we we've never marketed our church. 
We've never appealed to believers asking people to change churches. Um, um, we just share our faith. And as we're sharing our faith, God opens doors. And um, those 13 people showed up. I honestly, if I'm, if I'm bearing my soul here, I was disappointed because I thought there would be more. I thought God was going to have one of these supernatural miracles and, and we're going to be piling out of the recreation center and, and uh, boy, we, we need a bigger boat, you know, kind of Jaws. Uh, and it just didn't happen that way. And um, I, I look back now and see that God was testing my faithfulness. Uh, will I preach when I'm disappointed? Will I teach people and love them um, when things are hard? It'd be easy if things were easy, but but when things were hard, will I be faithful? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were times when I was afraid nobody would show up. Yeah. Uh, and we had those Sundays when I'd, I'd look at the people driving into the apartment. They must be coming to church. They must be coming. But they weren't. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go into the apartment complex and or, or into the apartment door, and there'd be the same three people or same four people. So um, Ray, it was just, I, I determined that I was going to preach whether there was one there or whether there was a thousand people there, and we've pretty much been doing that ever since. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. I'm Good laughing memories. because we got a lot more memories. We got a lot of embarrassing memories, oh, don't we? lots and lots of them. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Word to Stand Up for Life. You've been listening to the Day Day edition of the show. Hey, pray for our graduates. About an hour from now, our graduation service starts. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. See you next month for me. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.